We've got Twitter Tuesday today on the Locked on Giants podcast. Your questions coming up next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and we have Twitter Tuesday, so I am going to try to answer your questions as submitted, and uh, thank you, as always, for writing in with your questions. You guys always come up with such great questions for me that really make me think, make me uh do my homework, which I would do anyway, but uh, make sure that I dot all my I's and cross all my T's. So thank you for that. And thank you, as always, for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. So we have uh, several questions today from uh, both email and from Twitter, the hashtag AskPTrain. We're going to go through um, all of them. And let's go ahead and get this party started, shall we? All right, we're going to start with the Twitter questions. And the first one comes from Joe Tomasello, who wants to know, in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of hiring Brian Dable to be our head, our next head coach? And would you hire him? All right, Joe, thank you for that question. Uh, let me answer the, the last part of the question. Would I hire him? I would want to speak to the guy. You know, I don't want to just go off of hearsay or what limited information I have, because I don't think that would be fair. Um, you know, and if you watched yesterday's show, I put up a list of, so I think it was nine characteristics or questions I would have for a head coach. And they included how would he handle adversity? What were his plans for his staff? Um, how would he handle, um, you know, decision making? If, uh, you know, there was a stalemate between himself and the GM, a bunch of other things that I put up on yesterday's show that I that I ran down. So I would want answers to those before I decided whether or not I would hire him. Now, to answer your question about pros and cons, pros um, seems to be a brilliant offensive mind, creative, uh, uses some interesting passing concepts. And by the way, we're developing something on Giants Country um, that breaks down the the uh, offense that he's run. So um, that should be coming hopefully later this week. But he has some interesting concepts. And just you watch that offense and you see guys getting open, you know, and by a lot. So that's certainly intriguing, you know, good balance between the run and the pass. Um just, you know, and, and the offense, I don't think is very predictable. It's, it's used to, to scheme against the weak links in the defense. And, you know, it, it's like watching a, a, a masterclass in chess, I think sometimes. So those would be like off the top of my head, some of the, um, the pros. Now the cons, if we're nitpicking, I would say that he's never been a head coach at the NFL level. That might concern me. Um, that doesn't mean he can't be a good head coach at the at the NFL level, but we've seen Ben McAdoo not succeed as a first-time head coach. We've seen Joe Judge not succeed as a first-time head coach. 
And I don't have to tell you that playing in the New York market is difficult. You have got to have strength and resolve to play in this market. Because if you don't, adversity is going to eat you alive. Which goes back to why I say I would want to speak with Dayball before deciding whether or not I would hire him. But thanks for the question, Joe. That was a great way to start off the show. Appreciate it. All right. Up next is Adam Garrison, who wants to know, do you think the Giants need a creative offensive mind like Dable or a coach with a track record with some success in coaching like a Flores? Um, wow. That's a, that's a good question, uh, Adam. I, I don't know that it matters. And I say that because, again, I'm going to go back to the characteristics I outlined on Monday's show about how you handle adversity. How do you build relationships? How do you structure your locker room? What kind of environment do you build? Um, what kind of program are you going to run? Are you going to be flexible Are you, or are you going to be hard-headed? So I, I think, you know, look, all head coaches ultimately start off somewhere. So I would not necessarily turn down, you know, a Brian Dable or, or a, another candidate who had no prior head coaching experience. That said, there are advantages to hiring somebody who's been there, done that, if that person has been successful. Now, with Brian Flores, you know, he turned a, a team that I think started off one in seven, and then they they won, I forget how many in a row, but they, they went on an impressive streak. But I would also want to know what happened down there in Miami that he was let go when it looked like he, especially when it looked like he had that team going in the right direction. So that would be my big concern slash question, if you will, about Brian Flores. All right. So thank you for that question. Okay. Up next, we have a tweet from De Denise Dara. I hope I said that correctly who asks, does the head coach hire all the coordinators and who are some of the names you would like to see as offensive coordinator if Dable gets the job? Denise, thank you for that question. I believe you're a first-time uh, writer, the first time I've heard from you, which you know I hope it's not the last time. Um, so thank you for writing in. Yes, the head coach does pick his coordinators. I, I believe Giants ownership has to sign off on all moves, but... For the most part, I think if, unless a guy is just really a, you know, a bad egg, I don't think ownership will get in the way and say, no, you can't hire this guy. So yes, to answer your question, um, the, the head coach picks his staff. Now you asked about offensive coordinators. I'm just going to throw out a few names. Um, I'd have to do a little bit more research into these guys. So you know, I, this is basically a list I started to develop for uh, something I'm going to do on Giants country. But um, off the top of my head, Ken Dorsey, the Bills quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, who I have a feeling if Dable leaves, um, Dorsey will get promoted to offensive coordinator. But I'd love to see a pairing there. Bill O'Brien might be uh, an intriguing one. Um Ronald Curry of the Saints. I think he's the Saints quarterbacks coach. Pep Hamilton. That's a guy I know Mark, Mark Schofield has come on this program and it has mentioned him several times. Um, so I'd be curious to see if Pep Hamilton has a, a, a system that would fit what the Giants have 
as their offensive uh, skilled position players. Again, Schofield seems to think that, that he would be the guy to get. So um, I put a lot of stock in what Schofield says because he knows his stuff. So, all right. Thank you for that question, Denise. All right. Up next, we have a question from my man, Ruben, who wants to know approximately what percentage of the current roster will not be on the team as of week one next year. Ooh, ooh, good one, Ruben. Um, hmm. Trying to remember. I think there's about a dozen or so unrestricted free agents. And if that's the case, if my numbers are correct, I see them maybe bringing back two guys at the most from that list. Keon Crossan and Eli Penny, I think, can be brought back on the cheap. So I'm going to say, Ruben, if I had to take a guess, maybe one-fifth of the roster. And that's a really conservative guess. I'm sure it's going to be higher because I'm not counting guys who I think are going to get cut. So I'm going to go with one-fifth, at least 10 guys, you know. And, I, and again, I still say there's going to be cuts, you know. I, I, I question if James Bradbury won't get cut. Sterling Shepard I don't think will be back. You know, will Kyle Rudolph be back? I'm not so sure he will be. Uh, so, yeah, at least one-fifth I think is a safe uh, safe number to go with, this, a safe, safe starting number. So thanks for that question, Ruben. All right, folks, we got more coming up. Uh, you this Twitter Tuesday. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get back to answering your questions. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. But first, the NFL playoffs are heating up. And boy, was this past weekend really hot. Did you catch some of that game action? What a great set of games. And the AFC and NFC championships are just right around the corner and bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Check out their new updated desktop and mobile website where you can sign up today for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Take advantage of your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on at betonline.ag. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trena and happy to have you with us. Really appreciate uh, you checking us out. And just, you know, a little FYI, um, I have an Instagram account. My Instagram account is Patty Trena. Um, that's Patty with an I, by the way. And I'm thinking about doing an Ask Me Anything on Instagram. So if you're not following me, following me over on Instagram, check me out over there. And I might even do a giveaway over there, you know, because I haven't really been much of an Instagrammer, but I've been trying to up my game there. And hopefully, you know, as once we get into the news, you know, to the spring and every, everything, you know, I'll, I'll be able to give you more football content and stuff. Um, so check me out over there. And also for those of you who are watching me on YouTube, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe and like the channel. Trying to get to 2000 uh, subscribers. I think I'm about ha more than halfway there or a little more than halfway there. 
And I'm trying to find out what the prize is going to be. I mean, for the first thousand, it was a lollipop. Don't know what the, for the for the first two thousand is, but as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. I'm sure it'll be something cool. So help me out if you can. Appreciate you. All right, let's get back to your questions. Berkeley boy wants to know if Dable is the choice. Who are some of the assistants you think he should target, or who would you target? Um. All right, I don't know if you mean coordinators or position uh, assistants or if you mean guys that from uh, from Joe Judge's staff would I keep. I'm assuming you mean coordinators. So I gave some offensive coordinator names. I'll give you a couple more. Um, Mike Kafka, who's the Chiefs quarterbacks coach for offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick, the 49ers uh, passing game coordinator. You know, I'll add them to the list of offensive coordinator candidates. For defense, some names that I jotted down, and I have to do, again, I've got to do a little bit more research, so some of these names might not be a fit, but I would look at maybe Al Holcomb, uh, Jim Leonard, who is the Wisconsin defensive coordinator, a guy who I, I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think he drew some interest in the NFL circles. Chris Richard, who was with the Saints, and then I'd want to find out what was going on with Wink Martindale, why he and the and the Ravens separated. Wink Martindale um, was a head coaching candidate the last cycle that the Giants were looking, you know, to hire a head coach before they hired Joe Judge. So I might revisit that since, you know, you've already had him in and, and you know, I might see if there would be an interest there. So, uh, so yeah, those those would be some of the names I would look at. Now, as far as Position people, um, I, I think Mike Munchak, if he's available, or I would try and get him. I mean, you might have to, if he's under contract, you might have to make him like an associate head coach or something like that, which might be a stretch for an offensive line coach. But um, that's a, just a name that pops up, you know, pops into my head off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, assistant coaches are a little harder to figure out. So I'd have to see who the offensive and defensive coordinator and special teams coordinator would be. So, all right. Um, let me now go to the email questions and just bear with me here, folks. I'm pulling them up on my phone. Okay. So we have a few here from crazed 110 with the new head coach. Would you, you would think, would you think that somebody uh, would like to be head coach if Daniel Jones is your de facto starting quarterback. Uh, and what are your thoughts about the new GM if the Maritish decision was based on the new GM would keep Daniel Jones? Okay, so basically the, the question here is, you know, why would somebody want to be the head coach if Dan, you know, if they were told Daniel Jones has to be the guy? All right, so my understanding is... Daniel Jones was not a condition when the interviews were being done. It was pretty much, okay, what do you think of Daniel Jones? Now, you have to remember something. Chances are pretty high that a lot of these GM candidates and a number of these head coaching candidates probably haven't had time to do in-depth film study of Daniel Jones because they have their other responsibilities they were doing for their other teams. From the outside looking in, it's no secret that 
the offensive line has been garbage. It's no secret that the Giants had some devastating injuries. It's no secret that their offensive system was not very good. All right, this is pretty much well known in league circles. You don't have to do film work to study this. So that said, you know, if you're talking to GM, you're saying, you're saying, okay, you know what? I'll see if I could put better talent in front of Daniel Jones, give him a better offensive line. I'll hope that we can keep our skill position players healthy, but I'm not going to pick up Daniel Jones's fifth year option. I'm going to let him play out the string. And if he shows me he can be the guy, then I'll franchise him and I'll look to get him signed. If he shows me he's not the guy, I'm moving on. Either way, either way, we know that we need a new backup quarterback because Mike Lennon ain't the answer. So I, as the GM, am going to bring in a veteran, a veteran free agent, whether it be Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Tyrod Taylor, whether it be Jacoby Brissett, you name it. I'm going to bring somebody in to compete with Daniel Jones and push him. I am not going to just say, okay, Daniel, you're my guy. You don't have to worry about competition because that's not going to do anybody any good. So that's how I would handle it. And that's how I suspect the GM candidate uh, when they came in for interviews that they would handle it and how Joe Shane is probably going to handle it and probably how the head coach, whoever that might be, is going to handle it. So I hope that answers your question there. Um, let me see. You also ask... We need to check on players out. We need to check out players during the off season who to to keep and who should still be here or let go. Okay, so you're asking me who should stay and who should let go um, due to the salary cap. That one I'm going to have to defer to de defer to a later date to answer that because I'm putting that information together. Um, salary cap work is not something I can do. You know in an hour before a show or whatever that that's right now to give you an idea how extensive I'm getting with my salary cap research I'm multiple days in and I'm not even halfway through because I'm checking and rechecking and I'm doing calculations and I'm manipulating numbers and trying to come up with ways to determine okay who can I keep who do I need to get rid of what are the long-term effects because you got to look at the salary cap not just this year but in years to come. So that one, I'm going to have to circle back to you. I promise I will do something on the salary cap, but I don't have an answer for you right now on that one. Um, you asked how many gaps need to be filled by free agency or the draft. You got to get to 90. You need to, you need to get to a 90-man roster. And I think the Giants have, I want to say, 40-something guys under contract. So, you know. Now, I haven't stacked it up i haven't said okay you know we have running back one running back two running back three do we need a running back four i haven't done that exercise so again that's still to come that's probably more of a question i would say um once they stack up the 90-man roster but you know draft they have nine draft picks so i would imagine they'll probably use all nine um so bottom line you ask should this be a full overhaul of the roster? It's probably not going to be a full overhaul because I don't think you could turn the whole roster around in one offseason. But I do think you're going to see 
a number of guys who are not going to be on the roster this year that were on the roster last year. Do it either to free agency, do either to guys getting cut because of their contracts. You know, I don't think Sterling Shepard, for example, will be back. I question whether James Bradbury will survive the cut. You know, what are they going to do with Blake Martinez? Um, you know, are they going to keep Riley Dixon? So you're going to see a bunch of new faces, but if I had to take a guess, I don't know, one-fifth of the roster minimum will be turned around, but I think it'll probably be a lot more than that. So that would be my guess crazed. Um, so I hope that uh, answers your question. Okay, uh, let's get one in here from Michael B., who wants to know, uh, besides Dable and Peterson, would Bill O'Brien be a good candidate for Offensive coordinator of the Giants. Sure, why not? I mean, at this point, I don't know that you can rule anybody out. So I'm not going to sit here. You know, I mean, I think the only guy I would rule out, and I would do so maybe reluctantly, is Joe Brady, who um, was uh, let go by the Panthers. You know, I, I think I would want somebody in here who was experienced, who's creative, and who could... Figure some stuff out if, you know, God forbid the injury bug bit him again, you know. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I would have no problem with Bill O'Brien based on what I know thus far. And, again, I'm still putting together a list, guys, and trying to do some homework on there. So that's something I'll probably have out on Giants Country at some point uh, if you want to keep an eye out for that. All right, folks, we've got more coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Giant fans, we still have more on today's Locked on Giants podcast, Twitter Tuesday edition. But first, let me tell you about an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It's just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using the Get Upside app. Just download the app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. You can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, to PayPal, or get an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, that's the free Get Upside app and that promo code is TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to Locked on Giants podcast. And I am Patricia Trena. And, you know, before I forget, there was another Twitter question that came in from John Spielman, who asked about um, when Joe Shane was going to speak to the media. And for those who haven't seen, the Giants announced it's going to be Wednesday, 1145. The presser will be broadcast on Giants, um, Giants.com. Um, I'll be at the presser as well, I'm sure a lot of other media people, I'll be live tweeting it. And um, my Thursday show will probably be, or actually I might do my Wednesday show. I haven't decided yet, but uh, I will do a show on what he had to say. I will have takeaways and some thought. Probably will be my Wednesday show, which means that, you know, instead of having a new show ready for you Wednesday at midnight, you might have to just wait till I get home and get it recorded. So I think that's what I'll do. So, all right, uh, let's get back to the email questions. Renato P. checks in with a couple. 
and wants to know if the Giants should trade up to have a chance at uh, the top two pass rushers, Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Nope, absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. You would have to probably not only swap your fifth round pick, but possibly another premium pick. And I'm sorry, Renato, fix the offensive line. I don't want to hear about trades, unless they're trading down at number seven, that I'll accept, to pick up more drafts capital. But if they don't go offensive line with that first pick, then I'm sorry, I, I give up. <laughs> I just give up. Fix the offensive line. Let's not get fancy here. You know, you could scheme, I think, um, a pass rush. You can't scheme around the fact that you don't have right now a right side of your starting offensive line under contract. All right. Fix the offensive line. All right. Question number two from Renato. Are there any position coaches, especially from the offensive side of the ball, that you would think that you think it would be good for the next head coach to keep from Joe Judge's staff? And uh, all right, and then there's the second part of the question. Um, also, in the future, do you think do you believe the future of Joe Judge should be solely as a special teams coordinator, or maybe become assistant GM or something behind the scenes? All right, uh, Renato, let me answer the first part of your question. From the offensive side of the ball, no. Nobody I would consider keeping. Sorry, all good men. You know, Tyke Tolbert's a sweetheart. Burton Burns, good man, the running back's coach. Um, Derek Dooley, I never really got to know. But look at the production or lack thereof and the development or lack thereof. Nobody there deserves to stay, in my opinion. So, no, I would say Nobody from the offensive side. From the defensive side, Jerome Henderson might be the one guy I would consider keeping because he did a whale of a job with getting the next man ready to play um, when injuries and COVID were happening. So he might be the only guy I would consider keeping. But even that's a stretch, to be honest with you. All right, now ask for your question about Joe Judge. What has he done to... to warrant being as an assistant GM. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry. I like Joe. I wanted Joe to succeed here. But no, he's not ready to be an assistant GM. He also, I think, and this this is just, you know, me spitballing here, but Joe Judge might want to think about maybe becoming a college head coach and just building up that experience because quite honestly a lot of the mistakes I think he made as a NFL head coach were because he was stuck into this this one mindset and every year you know you, you know you can recruit and your class changes and whatnot and I, I just think he needs to experience other systems you know uh, other than the Belichick and, and the Saban systems which granted they're the gold standard but I don't think Joe fully understood that one size doesn't fit all when it comes to roster building and running a football program. I think Joe would make a great college head coach. Maybe, you know, get get some more, you know, get some more experience and then try again at the NFL level if he wants to be a head coach down the line. If he doesn't want to go to college, then I would say as a special teams coordinator, why not? I mean, his special teams in New England were pretty good. 
You know, we had Matthew Slater and Ebner, you know, Nate Ebner up there for a number of years, Batman and Robin. So I would give him a crack, you know, if I were another NFL team as a special teams coordinator. Why not? So thank you for those questions. All right. And I believe we have one more from Grant W. All the way from Birmingham, England. Wow. Hello, Grant, and hello, Birmingham, England. Uh, thanks for writing in. Um, he writes, here in the UK, our weekly NFL show, show is hosted by O.C. Manura and Jason Bell. And O.C. is adamant that Russell Wilson is signing. What have you heard? Um, Grant, I love O.C. He's my guy. One of my guys. Um, I still stay in touch with him. I've had him on the show before. When it comes to this topic, however, I don't see it happening. It doesn't make sense. The Giants are not a quarterback away. Fix the offensive line. I mean, I'm going to write, I'm going to get a badge that says fix the offensive line for these questions. Because seriously, I, I mean, if the Giants were a quarterback away, I'd say, yeah, go all in on Russell Wilson. But they don't have an offensive line. They don't. The, right now, who's playing right guard and right tackle? Does anybody know? I don't. I don't think the Giants know. Um, you know, is Nick Gates going to be okay to play center? I don't think the Giants know that, you know? So fix the offensive line. Use your draft capital to fix the offensive line, to maybe, you know, get a, a stud pass rusher to compliment Aziz Ojulari if you don't, if you move on from Lorenzo Carter, you know, um, Russell Wilson is a great quarterback. And I understand that good quarterbacks can elevate an offensive line's play. But when you don't have five set starters like the Giants have, to, to even think of trading potentially three first-round draft picks, which I think I saw was the reported asking price, is silly. It makes no sense. And then, oh, by the way, can somebody explain to me how they're going to fit Russell Wilson's $35 million base salary under the cap when this team is already $9 million in the red? Answer that for me and maybe I, you know, maybe I'll see differently, but I, I'm sorry. I just don't see it happening. It's a nice thought, but it's a pipe dream. So thank you for that question, Grant. And uh, if you talk to OC, tell him I said hi. I'll shoot him an email too and say, what are you doing, OC? My goodness. Maybe he knows something I don't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. I'm sorry. So, all right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for me on the Lachlan Giants podcast. So again, the plan for tomorrow, uh, Joe Shane is speaking 1145. He is scheduled to speak. So what I will do is I will record a new podcast when I get back from that, um, that presser. Uh, I'll have my thoughts. Maybe I'll have some audio. Um, I'll see if I can get some video for the show. Uh, for those of you who watch on YouTube, we'll see what kind of seat I get. I'm not sure how that's going to work. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. That'll be our topic for the show. And, uh, you know, that'll be coming. I'll get that done and out to you some point uh, Wednesday afternoon. So hope you'll tune in again. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and like this channel, please. And uh, if you're listening on our, our audio platforms, thank you so much for another amazing month. 
Our numbers are just going through the roof and I can't thank you enough for that. So until next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Locked on Giants podcast. Talk to you tomorrow.